Hi, my name is Gail, and I appreciate the opportunity to give service and share my experience, strength, and hope. Um, I do sponsor, and my phone number is 818-679-4336. And I'm much over a 100-pounder, and if you counted all the weight that I've gained and lost, it would be tons. Anyways, um, I am grateful to be abstaining, and I will uh, give you a little bit of background. I uh, came into Overeaters Anonymous through the beverage program, and that was in 1983. I got sober in 1982, and a girl that uh, was like, now I look back at it, she was my temporary sponsor, and I am so grateful for her. <clears throat> she just took me under her wing, and she would tell me, pick, pick me up, we're going to this meeting, we're going to that meeting. And uh, I got sober in December, and this was in March, and uh, we met at uh, the place where I had originally met her at a clubhouse, and I was wearing white sweatpants, and I weighed about 225 pounds. I'm five foot eight, and she came in. She says, oh, you look great. She said, you know, but at your weight, I would really suggest that you don't wear white sweatpants. And I think I was still in a fog from getting sober. And she said, you know, Gail, I know of a program that you might be really interested in. It's just, when I think back to it, it's the synchronicity and how my higher power works. Uh, she said, uh, have you ever heard of Overeaters Anonymous? Nope, never heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of every other diet. But she said, you know, why don't you try and go to a meeting? I think it might really help you. And um, I took her advice and I found this meeting. It was in Glendale, California. I live in Los Angeles. And I went to that meeting and it was 200 strong. And there were people standing up on stage and so many people were normal body weight and they were talking about the things that I did that I wouldn't ever share with anyone, like eating a whole thing of cookies and a half gallon of ice cream and throwing stuff in the trash and swearing off, I'll never do it again, and then going back in the morning and getting it. I mean, I did all these things, and I was a waitress, and I worked at a lot of fancy places and a lot of just regular. I didn't care. I ate off other people's plate. It didn't matter. If I saw something I wanted, I took it. And, you know, how much honesty is that? Of course, they had finished it, but just the idea that I I had no um, no defense. It was... I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, I was born in Los Angeles, and um, when I was little, I can say that, you know, I just really didn't care about food. <laughs> food was nothing, you know, that I was interested in. What I liked was to play. I was a playgirl. And, uh, you know, put me on a swing or play with kids, and I loved people. I was very, you know, precocious and outgoing and talk to people and um, something I rarely share, but when I was four, I ran away from home and I lived in Hollywood and I ended up, I don't know how far away, but I somehow found my way back. And I, I kept telling myself, you need to find a mother. You need, and I had a mother. 
you need to find a mother. And I thought, I'm going to find a nice mother. It kind of brings tears to my eyes. But um, I did make it back home. And around the age of six, um, I can remember I had my first compulsive bite. And my mom wasn't home. And my dad was in the bathroom. And I went into, I knocked at the door. And I said, can I have a spoon of this? And he said, well, okay. He said, I don't know why you'd want it, but go ahead. And I did, and I can remember that feeling, that relief. Like the drugs for the addict and the alcoholic with the drink or the gambler with, you know, winning something. <laughs> it's just, or gambling, just the matter, matter of fact, doing the action. Uh, I can just remember there were times when I, before that time, I, I would be made to sit at the table um, for maybe an hour, and my mom looking at me, and I was really stubborn. She would say, you're not getting up until you eat, and I said, fine. <laughs> and she said, and if it goes long enough, we'll just serve it for breakfast. And I was stubborn, and I said, okay. And I think I rarely ate it and constantly fought the battle. But anyways, I started to get interested in food. Um, I would say up until 18, maybe when I graduated, I'm five foot eight. I weighed about 540, I mean 545, uh, 145. And, uh, you know, for five foot eight, it's not obese, but I always felt obese. And throughout my childhood, you know, I was on diets. At 11 years old, my mom allowed me to go with a friend and her mother to a diet doctor. And back in the 50s or 60, early 60s, they gave um, speed. And they put them in little colored, you know, red, yellow, and green. And you took one three times a day. Well, I was uh, the speediest little 11-year-old. But I was very, very thin. And my mother was anorexic. And she didn't have the same obsession with my brother and sister, but she had me on, she let me do that. And when I was nine, she had me on something called Sego, where it was like a liquid protein drink. And I can remember it started that binge purge, not purge, but binge and, you know, diet mentality because I would have a can of this stuff, and then I was on kitchen duty, so of course I just cleaned everybody's plate. You know, I didn't throw it in the trash, I just ate it. And I would tell her, why can't you just freeze it so I feel like I'm actually eating something? You know, for a nine-year-old to say that. Anyways, diet, diet, you know, she always said, you don't want to be obese, why can't you stop eating? And my sister told me she had seen these old films of us, and she said, I think I was about 13, and she said, you were the thinnest of all your friends. I don't know why mom always had young diets. And um, for her, she was six years younger to remember. So definitely I have the ism. And uh, I believe I was born with it. I think I was put in a position where it was exasperated, you know, where it was put into practice. But anybody else might have done something different. That's what happened to me. So, you know, I kind of changed out eating for drinking, and then I meshed them together. So either I was on a diet or I was drinking, and oh, just crazy. Um, I think once I hit my 20s, I 
started to really put on some weight. I think I went up to like 190 and then I'd get in a relationship and lose weight. And it was a constant gain. What weight am I at? You know, what, how much do I weigh? Um, I worked in Beverly Hills and I had a client that it was uh, in the 70s. And he said, you know, I'll pay for you to go to the protein sparing fast. And um, he paid for it. And I went and I lost all my weight, except what I believe was triggered was my anorexia. And then for the next year and a half, maybe even two years, I would start, I, I lost the weight. And then once I lost the weight, I stopped going and I started Gail's program, which was like not to eat four to six weeks and then binge and, um, you know, do the protein intermittently. <laughs> Uh, needless to say, I tried to commit suicide, and I ended up at the hospital, and I had taken strychnine, and um, I decided I didn't want to die, and I was rushed to the hospital. And the doctor said, you know, we don't really have an antidote for this. And uh, my family came to see me. I was in and out of therapy. I was, you know, I can remember going to doctors and saying, please, you know, there's something wrong with me. I just can't stop eating. Well, fast forward, um, I got married in the late, uh, maybe 76 or 77. And the man I married was a drug addict and alcoholic. And we divorced. And it was December 16th, 1982. I called him and I said, I, don't, I had picked up a busboy and <laughs> we went to dinner at this really fancy restaurant and I was driving him home the next morning to East LA and he said, you know, you're crazy. And I said, yeah, I probably am. And that afternoon I, I, I couldn't stop crying and I called my ex-husband and he said, you're an alcoholic. And I said, oh, no, no, I've, I've been to meetings. And he said, no, just go to a meeting. Well, so then from there I got into OA, I got abstinent. And um, I took to it like a duck to water. I thought, I will never have to gain the weight back. I jumped in with both feet. I went to meetings. I did service. I sponsored. I spoke. I did everything. Pray and meditate. Did my inventory. Got a great sponsor. Um, did a fourth step. Read it to her. I thought she was about 40 years older than me. And I thought, my God, you know, I was like from the 60s. And she said, you know, don't do it fast, but do it thorough. And um, I took her very, very seriously. So I just put everything down that I thought I would take to my grave. And uh, she listened to it. I think it took six or seven hours, maybe eight. I don't know. She just sat there and listened. And when I said certain things, she'd say, well, I've done that too. And it was really a relief. And I got involved with somebody in program. Uh, we dated for about three years. We got married. I got separated. I was expecting a child. And um, we had a huge wedding. And I didn't want to be a single mother. I went to meetings. I went to sister programs to 
work on other issues. And for me, I can say this, there's, for me, there's nothing but a 12-step program that works. I have been sober 41 years. Today I have, I just went into my 14th year of abstinence. When I came back, well, I lost my abstinence when we were going through a divorce and my second marriage. And I don't think I ate my foods that were on my abstinence, you know, that I wasn't to eat for almost 10 years, but I gained the weight on other things. And I can remember the night before the divorce, I was so, you know, before going to court, I was so nervous and I had my breakfast at midnight. I started playing with my food and it was just a sloppy mess. And, uh, Anyways, we got divorced. I gained weight. I went to 350 or 60 pounds. I don't know. I I was really obese, and I'm very small-boned. Um, if I fell, I couldn't get up by myself. Incomprehensible demoralization. What was I thinking? I wasn't. I needed my fix, which was food. I raised my son. We would have pictures next to each. I was sober not abstinent. We'd take pictures and I thought he does not need to stand next to a woman who's grossly obese. And I would rip the picture and leave his, I mean, not a happy sight. So I raised him. Uh, I feel like I did a great job, but I destroyed myself. I stopped going to meetings. And uh, in 2009, I was talking to my brother and he was my Eskimo and he was asking me about my job and he said, why don't you go back to OA? You were always so happy. I said, yeah, you know, I've been thinking of it. It had been 19 years. And uh, he said, no, like, I mean, go back today, go now. And I said, well, you know, maybe I'll go towards the end of the week. And he said, no, just find a meeting. I did. And I walked into that meeting and there were a group of women, I think there were 20 or 30, it was raining on a Sunday. Um, I hadn't taken a shower in a week. I was wearing black, no makeup. I was a hot mess. And I sat there and the tears just started coming down my eyes. I thought, what happened? I can't do it without you. It's like, I need this program. I need the people. And I'll never forget a woman. She walked up to me after the meeting and um, she held out her hand. And she asked me if I was a newcomer. And I said, no. I said, I, I'm in 19 year relapse. Five minutes left. Oh, thank you. So she wrote her phone number down and she looked at me and she said, What's your binge? And I told her. And she said, I'll tell you, if you're going to diet, you're going to lose it. If you make it about your spiritual malady, you will hold on to it. So don't make it a diet. And she said, don't eat that one item. I mean, it covers many things. But for 30 days, and that's your abstinence. I don't care if you eat all day long, anything else. Just get off of that. And I listened to her. And she said, and call me. 
and I came home. I made, I hadn't eaten breakfast. I made breakfast, lunch, and I called her, and she goes, oh, my God, you called me. And I said, yeah, I need help. And um, she sponsored me for four months. We're still friends. We still get together. Um, I knew right away that I had to do an inventory on my ex-husband. I mean, I resented him. And, you know, I read it over and over, don't have resentments. Well, I was able to stay sober, but my resentment, I lost my obstinance. So today I have to work the steps. Um, I can remember the next morning, uh, it was February 10th, and I said, higher power, God, I can't get on my knees, but I will one day at a time. And... Um, I wear an 8 or a 10 now. I went back to school. I'm studying right now to take an exam. I've raised my son. He's 36. He didn't recognize me. <laughs> he had moved out and we hadn't seen each other. And he said, I just can't recognize you. Um, I do all the things I did before because that worked for me. But, you know, nobody's going to make me go to meetings. Nobody's going to make me call. I have to pick up the phone. I have to do the writing. <clears throat> and my feeling is, how good do I want it? I want it really, really good. Um, I think it's more important that I go to meetings today. Between the two programs, I go somewhere between five and six meetings. And I've been known to go to a lot more. If I need two meetings in a day, I'm not ashamed. And now that we have Zoom meetings, I can go any time. Um, I work two different jobs. I'm studying. And I have a life, you know, I don't have all the accruedments, but my life is very, very good. Um, my finances are in good shape. Uh, and I can look in the mirror. And I could not look in the mirror for years. I am so grateful. Proverators Anonymous, and you know, I was given my life. I really learned. I came in when I was 32, but I didn't know how to live, and uh, I didn't get in some things in my family. There was a lot of violence, a lot of anger. Um, yeah, I'm still working on it. It's never ending, but you know what? I'm not where I was when I walked in, and I am so, so grateful. So I can't wait to hear from you, and with that, I will give it back to the secretary. Thank you very much, or the leader. Oh, my number is 818-679-4336. Thank you.